You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. My guest today is Caroline Blazowski, and she is a nationally recognized as America's healthy home expert and is one of the top home experts in the country. She has worked on the homes of the most famous to the everyday person that wants to improve their living space. Caroline is an investigator, an environmental consultant, promoting healthier homes throughout the globe. And with more than 20 years of working with residential clients and 30,000 home investigations, she can teach you and myself the healthy way to home projects. Now, if you want to know what toxins are lurking in your home or have health symptoms that have no known cause, you may want to hear her real-life client stories about improving health by changing your environment. Well, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of our homes, and let's welcome Caroline Blazowski to the show. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know, we're all... You know, during the lockdown, we've all focused on the fact that we've been at home a lot. And the first thing we heard about COVID was wash your hands and make sure all the surfaces of your home are clean. And I'm sure that your business probably exploded right after that announcement. (laughs) Well, I've been a home investigator for 20 plus years without dating myself. So I've been around a long time, but COVID sort of pushed everything to the forefront and everybody wanted a clean house and everyone wanted to eliminate COVID. So it became this crazy, crazy time. And it's still, it's continued on. I haven't had a vacation in, oh, let's say two years. <laughs> well, what were the, what were some of the most common questions you got at the very beginning when this whole COVID thing started being talked about? Yeah, it's really interesting because we knew COVID was here a long time before other people. We sensed it was coming. It was back in January um, where I had gotten notice in the Indoor Air Quality Association that COVID was here or that it was potentially going to be a pandemic. And, you know, I remember telling people it was like, oh, you should really if you're getting on a plane, you should really be careful. And everybody looked at me like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just a cold, you know. But um, people wanted to know how to protect themselves, if masks really worked. Um, did they have to clean surfaces? Did they have to clean everything? And this one was a respiratory virus. So we really understood that, you know, when someone coughed or sneezed, that's where the main concern was less than, you know, touching a surface for sure. Yeah. And, you know, and and it was really kind of funny, uh, you know, at the very, very beginning, nobody really worried about travel. And it was strange because I think it was about two weeks prior, my brother and my son flew out to LA for this big event. And, you know, we, we knew about it and we said, Hey, you know, you may want to think about maybe just kind of wearing a mask over your mouth when you're on the plane because of the recirculated air. So those two are the only ones on the whole plane wearing a mask. The stewardesses were giving them dirty looks in one week's time. Get this in one week's time, they flew back and everybody on the plane was wearing a mask. A mask. And this was before we were told to wear them people were like okay if you're on a plane that's where the worst germs are so it was just a natural thought but it was really kind of funny that in one week's time you went from getting dirty looks to like oh to like everybody's, everybody's doing it, doing it. <laughs> yeah so it, so it was you, crazy crazy you know so what types of problems exist that can make our home unhealthy today and so i think what i love about covid if there's a 
a silver lining to it is that it really taught people that we are a community and we share all these different things. And it's not just COVID-19, but we share pet dander, we share molds, we share gasoline. So if you go to a gas pump, for example, you gas up your car, you actually get the fumes on you, and then you go to another place and you carry that with you and you sit down on the couch or you sit in your living room or your bedroom. So we've known this community existed for a long time, but now it gets it out there, that word that, look, we all interact with each other, how and what we do, whether we spray pesticide or we pollute or we, you know, maybe we have cats, dogs, horses, all of that affects all of us together. And it's important for us to really be cognizant of what we're doing and how we do it. Well, you know, I think the biggest subject today is wellness. So how does having or making a home healthier actually improve our wellness? So I like to give examples because it's really cool. And I, I love my job, so I'm very fortunate. And I kind of love to educate people. So I'm in the zone in, on your show. But so, for example, if you use a HEPA filter, we're all familiar with HEPA now because of COVID, right? You can improve your cardiovascular function. So how will your heart and body functions or what we call your MVP function, microvascular function by 8% just by using a filter? So when you think about like people often turn to big pharma, they turn to a drug to be able to do these things. We can do a lot of this with filtration, which will help. Right. So that's huge. The other thing is when we look at disease states. So if you have the BRCA gene for breast cancer or maybe you have um, the Alzheimer's gene, uh, the APOE4 gene, those gene states can get activated by pollution. So just by reducing your particulate, your exposure, especially in Los Angeles and places like New York, where I am, you really want to reduce that particulate and that pollution as much as possible because it will prevent those gene states from actually getting activated. So these are just two examples, and they're huge as to how our indoor air quality and how our air affects us in a health perspective. You know, it, I, I like to use my father as an example. And when he was alive, uh, in his home, uh, and he was he was a big big stickler about always washing your hands because he came from the funeral industry and he you know he had he had licenses to embalm so he he knew how to do all those things so it, mm -hmm. in a way it was almost like going in uh, at the funeral home and you know washing your hands it's almost like doing surgery except the yeah. person is not going to be alive and so he was always you know clean 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 everything. But in the but in his house, it was from he had an air purifier. He had a HEPA filter, and you could probably kind of know the direct term, the correct term for this. But he had a HEPA filter in the return air, in which when dust would pass through, you would hear the electric shocks. So he had electrostatic filter. Mm -hmm. Yep. And but that's very advanced. I mean, how long? When did he start doing that? How long ago? Oh, he, uh, well, he passed away in 99 and he was probably doing that for like five years. And we would always kind of laugh because you'd walk into his house and it was like literally walking into pure oxygen. The house was so clean. You could smell the air was so pure, but we kind of laughed every time you would hear a little dust particle hit that filter. And just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, al it's almost like watching a mosquito hit the bug zapper. <laughs> It is, it is. But that's fantastic that he was like that. And, um, you know, from my perspective, clean water, clean air. I mean, we do all those things at my company, but we, those are key to longevity, to good quality of life. I mean, there's no question. I mean, I walk into, as you said, 30,000 houses I've seen, and there's a direct correlation between how somebody lives 
and their health. There's no, you know, you can't hide it. If you've got someone who's got autoimmune disease and cancer and you walk into their home, you'll usually see three or more things that are really off. So it's important to really, really start paying attention to what your environment is all about. Well, let me ask you this. Can you literally walk into a home and the moment you walk in the door, do all of your senses kind of go off and you're like, uh, I know what part of the problem is. Yeah, that's just, for, but it's, it's just from knowing, you know, having a history of how things work, but more importantly, it's really important to test because if you don't, so like you can walk into a house and people do this in home inspections all the time with real estate. They really don't, in my opinion, do the right things when they're looking at a home. You need to be looking at water. You need to be looking at mold. You need to be looking at where the house is positioned in relationship to the environment. People don't do that, right? They look at electrical, they look at the style, maybe they look at the layout, but they're not concerned about the things that are really expensive to fix. And then also what's hiding that you can't see. And so even as a professional, I, there's times where I walk into a house and I'm like, this house looks great. And then I run their dander counts or what we call like the things that we shed. We shed skin cells. Dander is related to dogs and cats, but we as people also aren't hyperallergenic. We spread things. So when I look at dander counts, somebody's house could look immaculate and it's like a 30,000 dander count, which is off the charts. So it's, you know, you, that's why you have to really do the science and see what's happening. Well, when you walk into homes or explain to us the differences, differences between an older home and there's a lot of people that still live in homes that were built in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. And then then the way they built homes started changing over the years. And there's a lot of new construction today. A lot of people right. want to buy the brand new home. Other people like me, I liked and leaned kind of towards the older established homes. What's the, difference, what's the differences between those two? Because I like the older for multiple reasons. Yes. The quality of the products that you're getting in an older home are going to be better. The woods are going to be better. You're going to have less engineered product, less manufactured product. Um, but then, you know, you do have to worry about things like lead exposure and asbestos. And so there are time periods, but every time period has its sort of complications, if you will, right? There's no house that's perfect. But in my preference, I'm like you, I prefer to have real wood versus an OSB. I like a plywood over an oriented strand board. And these are science terms for how a building's constructed. But the new, the new stuff is a lot more engineered. It's a lot tighter. The building envelope itself is tighter. So when you get these contaminants within the building, they um, affect us more because we have worse air quality. So now we've had to change to orchestrate things to bring in more fresh air mechanically versus having windows that open. Um, but it's, it's a lot to go into, but the gist is houses are tighter. We have more problems now. We have moisture problems now that we didn't have when a house was breathing. So you have to worry about mold and things like that. But yeah, I prefer the older, the older style myself too. Well, see, you, you said the perfect term that I was about to ask you. Can you kind of explain to a lot of people that are buying new homes today but they don't understand what it means that uh, you want your house to breathe. So, I mean, think about it as if you're, if I wrapped you up in wood, would you be able to breathe? And I surrounded you with wood. Yes, you would. When you start wrapping someone up in a plastic or what we call a Tyvex or a vinyl, that's your exterior, you don't breathe so well. 
So that's how I try to correlate it back. And then the houses are more energy efficient, you know, and that's great because it saves us on electric, it saves us on gas and we don't spend as much. And we talk about zero energy and going towards this world where we don't have to tax our environment. The problem is that we were not meant to live like that, in my opinion. So when we tighten that building envelope, we create these environments that aren't healthy for us as humans, right? We were meant to live maybe in a cave or maybe outside in a treehouse or wherever. Um, but it's fascinating. So as we tighten these building envelopes to save on energy efficiency, we've created moisture problems because now the moisture can't get out. So if you shower, you cook or you breathe, you know, just breathing, you breathe out pints of water a day. So now that water gets trapped in this thing and now you've got toxic mold and all the things we hear about dust mites and bugs. They all feed on that moisture. Well, are new homes or newer homes more prone to mold than yes. the older homes? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And so that's because that tight building envelope, right? We get real tight. We don't have to run the air conditioning for a long time, but what does the air conditioning do? So in Texas, right? It's a perfect example. What does it do? It takes out that sticky feeling, that uncomfortable humidity that you have, but with energy efficiency, what happens? That air conditioning doesn't have to run as long. It comes on for a second, maybe five minutes. But what that doesn't do is it's not removing that humidity. It removes the temperature stays consistent, but your humidity remains because in order to get humidity out, you have to run the air conditioning consecutively to remove it. That's like a byproduct of air conditioning, which makes us feel cooler from a humidity standpoint, not necessarily a change in temperature. It's complicated, but in a nutshell, if the air conditioning doesn't run as long, guess what? You're going to have humidity. Ah, okay. Well then how do you work with your clients? And what is your role in making them healthier? It's explaining these things and the science that goes behind it and, and getting people to understand that if you have a lot of humidity, for example, that sticky, nasty feeling you feel all the time, that contributes to mold growing. It also contributes to dust mites growing. So if you have allergies, you're an asthmatic, 50 million Americans, more than 50 million Americans are asthmatic. That mold, that humidity, that dust mite all contribute. So if you can just control your humidity and keep it low, you're not going to have dust mites and all these other things that contribute to bad things, you know, pertaining to your health. So you know, it's amazing. It, it is. And it's funny. I read a story uh, a few years back that uh, Celine Dion has to protect her voice. And in her own home, she keeps the humidity level at 55%. Because for her, that was the perfect... Uh, humidity no, no. to protect her voice. Uh, what do you find in our homes today uh, when it comes to things like humidity? Where should we have, you know, is there a level that we need to strive for? And she's right on the money. That 55% is excellent. And I work with a lot of celebrities, believe it or not, a lot of musicians. And so we have to control it for their voice, right? Because you don't want too much humidity. They tend to like to go to the more humid side. But then what happens with the humid side is then they come down with bronchitis, sinus infection. So you've got these major celebrities who are like, I can't perform. I'm constantly getting a sinus infection. And then I go into their bedroom and I'm like, your relative humidity is like 80%. And they're like, well, I need it for my voice. I said, yeah, but you're giving yourself bacteria and mold and all these other things. So yeah, that 55 number for Celine is like, that's great. That's like the perfect, my little perfect recipe, 55, 50, anything under 50%. You just don't want to go too low. No, right, nothing right. under 30. <laughs> Well, since you are America's home health expert, I need you to back me up on something. Uh -oh. For years, <laughs> and, and, and this is something that my father 
told me about and kind of taught me about, and I have always mentioned it to my viewers and my listeners. And this, and it's this, if you wake up every morning with a chronic sinus problem, are you sleeping under a moving ceiling fan? If you want to get rid of it, cut the fan off. What do you say? I think that there's a lot of reasons you can wake up stuffy. Um, that is one of them. You can also wake up with eye irritation if you have a fan going all the time because it you know, puts obviously the pressure against your eyes. Um, but stuffiness, you shouldn't wake up stuffy. Let's put it that way. You should always wake up feeling like you can breathe and you're not feeling congested. So that can be dust mites in your mattress, dust mites in your carpet, dander, cockroaches, cat, dog, horses. I've got to tell you a story about horses before we hang up. That's interesting. But um, but yeah, so you should, let's put it this way. You should wake up not stuffy and you should get to the bottom as to why you are. Sure. Well, what are some of the common uh, issues you come across that causes people to wake up with chronic sinus problems? So that's a lot of it, right? So we talked about mattresses. You really need to change your mattress if it's over 10 years old. You get your mattress will actually weigh like 20 pounds more after you sleep on it for 10 years. So that, so all this dander, we shed it. I mean, it's kind of gross, but I'm sorry. We'll have to talk about <laughs> it. But we shed dander all the time and skin cell off our bodies that goes into the mattresses. And so if you get a lot of this stuff, then you get dust mites that feed on it. So now you've got dander, you have dust mites in your bedroom. If you have carpeting, carpeting, it's like one of the worst things you could possibly have, honestly, like try to like have hardwood floors or tile or something that you can actually clean. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons people can wake up stuffy, but you shouldn't. So if you are, you need to investigate it and contact someone to help you, whether it's us or somebody else, an environmental consultant to get to the bottom of it. So you're not stuffy when you sleep. Yeah, you know, we're a big believer in hardwood floors. Uh, if you need something soft to walk on, you can put a rug down. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the whole carpet thing, it's getting to the point, I believe, that it's uh, almost out of date. Yes. I mean, it's fun to walk on, but uh, it holds a lot of things that can cause yes. people health problems. Yes. But what are some of your favorite client stories? But I want to hear about the one about the horse. Yeah, so um, I have so many great stories. I've gotten to work on amazing. I mean, you know, celebrity homes and people who are um, just have really unique careers. And so you get to meet a lot of people. It's just like you do with the show, right? You get to meet so many fascinating people. Um, but I had a client in Beverly Hills, California, and he was an old Hollywood. He was about 80. I think he was about 85 at the time. And he was an old Hollywood. I, he had dated Lucille Ball. So he was like this really interesting kind of character that had been around Hollywood for a long time. So he had gone to his doctors and he had gone to his physicians and they said, look, there's nothing wrong with you. And he's like, I feel like garbage. He's like, I don't feel good. And he was like this old guy with accent. He's like, you know, I feel really bad. I need to get fixed. And so his doctor referred him to me somewhere along the line. One of the physicians said, look, I think you should contact this home investigator. She's really good. And, you know, our clients have used her. So he calls me and he's like, kid, he's like, I'm sick. I've never been sick in my life. And I said, okay. And he said, fix me. You have to fix me. And I said, all right, well, can I do some testing in your home? And he said, sure. And um, so we did some basic mold and allergen testing, nothing crazy. And it came back that his dander counts were very high. I said, okay. I said, we shed dander. It could be that you're not cleaning. But if you saw this house, it was like 30,000 square feet and it was immaculate on, in the Beverly Hills. Like it's just like you picture in a fairy tale. So he says, 
Um, well, I need you to test more. So I said, okay. So I did what's called protein testing. And so what that is, is we look at that dander and like where it's coming from. And so like it could come, dander could come from a dog or a cat or a horse or a cow or chickens or whatever. So I ran horse, which was, is sort of not in my purview to do that. Like it's just, it's an atypical thing. And based on the fact that he didn't have any farms or he didn't have anybody surrounding him that were horses, I thought I'll just do it. So all of a sudden I get a call from the laboratory and they said, where did you take this sample? And I said, in the middle of Beverly Hills in this beautiful home. And they said, we've never seen this much horse protein ever in a sample. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, this guy's house is like immaculate. I said, it's gotta be a mistake. And they said, no, there's massive amounts of horse protein. So I said, okay. So I go back and talk to him and I'm like, look, I know you're gonna think this is wacky and it's weird, but you have like tons of horse protein. And the phone went silent, like just quiet. And he comes, he goes, kid, I know exactly where it's coming from. He's like, it's my masseuse. And I said, what? He's like, my masseuse sleeps with those darn horses all the time, she's in the stables. So she had horses. She was going into the horse stable. She'd sleep with the horses, you know, just hang out in the stalls. And then she'd come and give him a massage. So she was bringing all this horse protein back to his beautiful mansion in the middle of Beverly Hills. So sure enough, um, unfortunately she got fired. Not my responsibility, I'm sorry, <laughs> but she got fired and we did a big cleanup on the home and he was totally fine. Wow. So that's that just is... one. That is crazy because, I mean, is have you ever seen anything else like that to know that the thing that you find in the house, you don't see it anywhere around, but it's because yes. somebody else is bringing it in. That's what I was saying early in the interview. Like, even as good as I am, I can walk in and, you know, I'll definitely get an idea. I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Just from a visual. I work on houses now with Zoom because of COVID. I did a home in, um, in Australia, which was just amazing. We did it top to bottom, like totally through Zoom and redid the entire house. And it's so amazing what we can do now when we're forced to, right, to do this. But yeah, no, you can't tell. So that's why it's important to test and really look deep into what's going on in your environment, especially if you don't have any answers. If you go to the doctor and you still feel sick and it's not um, something that is apparent, look into your environment we're starting to realize it's really, really important. We kind of always put it to the back burner, right? Well, do you have any client stories that uh, involve children? Oh, lots. I mean, we have so many with kids, um, especially learning disabilities, ADHD. What was interesting is I had one client where the child was above a garage. So the parents would pull the car in and they were having like all kinds of learning disabilities at school. like. They had, um, you know, they couldn't concentrate, they couldn't sit still, they had the typical what we call ADHD symptoms. And when I was hired to come in, we looked at the environment and it was in the garage at a three car bay, the three bay car garage. And all the fumes from the cars were going up into his room. He was right above it. They had maybe a hundred paint cans. They were storing pesticide. They had all kinds of uh, gardening supplies, you know, everything that you typically store in a garage. And I took levels in the house and I said, look, this is no good for your son. Like you cannot have someone breathing these levels in. They were up in his room and down in the basement. So we moved him to the other side of the house, emptied the garage, did all this, you know, just general, like simple things that you could do, taking toxins out. And he went back to normal and he was great, you know? So it, it things like that, you don't think about them as being triggers, but if somebody has a trigger to, you know, chemical compounds, gasoline, vaults, organics, it's really easy to um, reach an unsafe level. So, yeah. What is What was one of the most severe cases you've ever seen? 
Um, I've worked on so many like people who have cancer. Um, you know, we do a lot with people trying to get people's bodies to sort of go into remission. I'm trying to get people to reduce toxins off the body. So, I mean, we work with MS, we work with cancer, I work with asthma, allergies. Then I work with people who are, you know, just regular everyday people who don't have an illness, but they don't want to get one. So it's preventative. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's amazing to see the results and how things, people's lives like go back to normal. And, you know, we do these things to ourselves sometimes. Unfortunately, we like to store all kinds of chemicals in the house and <laughs> we shouldn't. Well, do you find that, uh, as we all focus on, like we all focus on the foods that we eat, we want to make sure that we're eating right. But are you finding that the last thing that people ever think about is their living space? Yes. And so we exercise, we go to the gym, we don't want to drink alcohol, we don't want to smoke, we do all these things, and then our environment is trash. So we like need to really focus on looking at what our environment is. And we've gotten, we know public health actually teaches us how important the environment is. But for some reason, as humans, we kind of just forget about it and think that, you know, it's just okay, or people tell us it's okay. Like, for example, paint is a really interesting thing. Paint and then also lead, lead free things. There's a level where something can be lead free or a paint can be what we call no VOC paint. But that doesn't mean it's actually true. It's a marketing ploy. So these things can fall within a level, but still have chemical compounds, still have lead, still have all these things that are bad for us, but be considered in the free category. So once you start to get into this industry and you understand water testing and air testing, you realize, you know, we're not always as safe as we think we are. Yeah, you know, it's the living space we really need to focus on. And recently, I heard that a lot of people create their own internal pollution within their home with uh, burning candles on a regular basis, incense, potpourri, and all of these kind of things. Have you seen that to be uh, become a problem? Yeah, it's like anything, right? If you if you over abuse it, like I won't tell someone, oh, you can't have a candle. I'm very mod very moderate, you know, like I try to really get people to focus on the environment. So I'm not even though I can go to the extremist category just because I know so much about what's in our homes. It's, you know, you, you know, too much at some point. <laughs> but well, well how did you start your career and then get interested in actually improving wellness through home environments? Yeah, it's crazy. I was working in New York. Um, I was always in radio when I was young. And then I actually was an intern for the Howard Stern show, which was so funny. That's how I started my career, which is like bizarre, right? So I was in the entertainment kind of aspect. And then I developed some allergies when I was in my 20s. And I said, why am I getting these allergies? And then I just went into it. Like, I'm just the type of person that I want to learn everything and soak everything up and just kind of learn about things. So it doesn't matter what it is, you know? So um, but yeah, and then I changed careers. I went back to school. I went back for sustainable design and architecture. I went back for all in any indoor environmental certification I could get. I mean, I'm a mold remediator. I'm an indoor environmentalist. I'm an allergy consultant. So a healthy home specialist. Um, then I went back for epidemiology at the University of Southern California for public health. So I really dive into stuff when I get my teeth into it. And then I realized, wow, the environment is such a big piece to how we feel. And we just don't focus on it enough. Well, what is the most innovative moment in your career thus far? Oh, God, there's just been so many. I mean, um, we've developed test kits. I mean, I've developed, I'm an entrepreneur, so we developed testing for everybody in the country. You could test your home for mold or allergens. I think that's like a really big thing. We made it easy. People can actually do it themselves. Um, 
you know, now we have a podcast, which I, I never thought that I would be doing. So we're doing a home environment, a home improvement podcast called Around the House. And so that's amazing. And we've just um, we're changing the way people look at home improvement, which is exciting to me. Are so, yeah, there, I mean, there's so many, so many things, so many. You know, with with so much, especially here in Texas, there's a lot of uh, new home construction. Everybody wants to move here. You know, for those of us who live here, you know, we always had the, we had the classic saying of don't mess with Texas. But a lot of us has kind of changed that to don't move to Texas. We have a lot of people here, but we're still friendly, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously. <laughs> but what are, you know, with all the new home construction going on, is there things that you see that you would like to see the industry change so that way the living space and the environment in which people live will be better? Yes. And so that's why I work with a lot of the big corporations, right? So I work with um, Bro Newtone, Panasonic. A lot of these companies are all getting focused on this healthy home. And especially COVID really pushed that to the forefront. We were more concerned about energy efficiency for a very long time. Right. People wanted low energy bills and they thought that was the way to go. Now they've come to the realization that, wow, our environments are really key. So you hear a lot about ventilation, filtration. They're pushing this healthy home model, which I love. I mean, obviously, I've been doing it for 20, 20 plus years. So to hear people say healthy home and just to use it in a generalized way is so fascinating to me. It's, it's amazing. Well, is there a balance between having a healthy home environment and an energy efficient home at the same time. And that's what I think we're trying to work out in the building science way. It's so hard because what's good for one person may be totally bad for another. And so like, what is a healthy home? Um, so the way I start with it is, let's make sure that we don't have the contaminant piece, right? Let's try to reduce the amount of contaminants right off the bat, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's dander, too much pet dander, maybe it's horses like we talked about, maybe it's mold. Try to get those things down to a balanced level so then at least we're not overexposing ourselves to a lot of toxin. And then we now we're starting to work on all the building construction and what's going into buildings because that's important too, right? Good products. Well, with you working with all of these companies to make healthy home improvements, is there a lot of regulations that you, that you have to go through and who are the organizations you have to work with? Is it the EPA and the FDA? So that's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. We have barely any regulation in home building at all. None. Like you can put it almost anything into a home and there is no regulation. We don't have a governing body for us for home improvement and building and contracting. Um, you know, we have some standards like with OSHA and some very, very high standards but they're not correlated to health. Like for example, with paints, paints are a perfect example. VOCs became a problem because they worried about outside outdoor pollution, right? Like ozone and producing too many things that go into the environment when these volatiles sort of act together. But it was never about health. Like nobody cared about VOCs pertaining to indoor environments. It was just about VOCs, oh, they're bad for the outside environment, let's regulate them. But so we don't have anything in building that really keeps us safe. It's very minimal. Even water testing is a perfect example. New Jersey is one of the only states that actually has like a water testing standard. Most 50 states, you don't have to test your water if you buy a house. You don't have to test your water for safety. So that's crazy to me. Like, I mean, we need to be doing these things and have more 
you know, safety and health measures in place for homeowners. Well, it's just crazy. You know, one of our first questions for anybody that if, if you have a wet, a water well on your property, or you're going to dig a water well, you know, the first question is, is make sure you test the water. Right. Because you want to know if it's heavy metals, if it's fresh or whatever, you know, so it only makes sense. But a hundred percent, you know, you are so successful at what you do and you just mentioned it a, a second ago that you're an entrepreneur. So for you, what kind of advice do you have for others who want to try to create a business or start a business during these trying times? Just start. I think the biggest thing I ever hear is people just sit there and they have this idea and they just do nothing with it. And you know, obviously you have a show like this, you're very entrepreneurial, right? You've done all these things. And people say, don't do that, that's a dumb idea. I mean, I had people telling me, oh, mold? What do you mean you wanna study mold? Like, what are you, like crazy? And you just can't listen, just block it out, do what you wanna do and just start. Even if you fail, who cares? You fail, big deal. You know, a friend of mine and I got into that conversation of some of the, the wealthiest people on earth are those that handle garbage junk, mold, <laughs> and all of the bad things because nobody else wants to do it. And if you want to get into that industry, there's plenty of room for you. <laughs> it's amazing. There, um, We just spoke to someone the other day and they are starting this entrepreneurial program for children, not to go like sidebar, but they're starting programs where they take kids in the high school and expose them to the trades, right? So they expose them to lumber, they expose them to catcheries and fishing and like all these things, because not everybody wants to go to college and do something college related. I mean, it's great if you do, but there's other kids who just don't. So they expose them to all these different industries. I just find that fascinating because we need people doing all kinds of things and trades and linemen for electrical and you know HVAC. I mean, we don't have enough in my industry in HVAC to service all the people we need to do filtration. It's a perfect example. Wow. So for all of my viewers and all of my listeners, they can go to healthyhomeexpert.com. What will they what will they find at your website? They'll find their mind is blown that they realize that they can be totally healthy and, and make changes to their environment and really see a lot of success with lots of things. So, you know, if you have asthma, if you have allergies, you have chronic sinusitis, um, maybe you have fibromyalgia and you're not getting answers, change your environment, learn about your environment and see if you can make a difference. And you will. You will. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. One of the top nationally recognized America's healthy home expert, Caroline Blazowski. And for all of you, and I know I get emails from so many of you. I have this problem. I have that problem with my health, but have you checked your home environment? The very space in which we live can be a place of life or a place of right. disease. But guess what? You're not stuck there. There's changes that you can make. So please go to Caroline's website, go to healthyhomeexpert.com at the bottom of the screen, please. You will learn a wealth of information. And Caroline, please tell all, all of my viewers and listeners that if they want to hire you to check out their home, you can even do it by Zoom. We can, we do it all over the world now. So it's amazing. And so we can walk through your house. We can look at your house. We can test your house, all those wonderful things and find out what could potentially be ailing you and, and get you back to feeling good. 
Well, I love that, Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. Again, go to HealthyHomeExpert.com. And for any of you that send me an email, and just that I know that your problem is probably home-related, I'm going to send you to Caroline. And that's a <laughs> promise. So, so Caroline, again, thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge. And uh, now you. you're making me wanting to go look around and make sure that my environment is absolutely healthy as well. And, you had uh, a good, you had a good dad. He, he set you on the, he set you on the right path. I know he did. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can still hear the dust particles zapping into that filter at his house. So we still laugh about that today. But he knew he was onto something. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Caroline Blazowski, go to healthyhomeexpert.com. If you are not feeling well in your home, if you have grandparents that you know that need to, their environment needs to be checked out please contact Caroline. You will not regret it because, hey, your health will just get better and better. So think about that. And ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned because we'll be right back with more.